Welcome to oh, Buy It Smart Auto Podcast. I didn't know you were doing it. Buy It Smart Podcast, where we go under the hood of the Every car buying experience with Kim and George. We were told that one hour is too long. Everybody's getting on us this you week. I'm like, saying, we what? just tried something new. I, like, I get a, off. I got a lot of good messages, actually. Yeah, I got some good messages, too. I'm All from car guys. All from yeah. car guys. <laughs> saying that they like what we're doing. I'll hold on to the microphone as soon as we rattle and roll. Yeah. But, uh, you know who's saying it's too long? Wait, wait, wait. I want to hear the good stuff first. I need to be positively motivated. One guy, I don't know if I should name drop or not. Well... But he's, think? he's a big player in the automobile industry nationally. He oh. got me up. He sent me a message on LinkedIn saying, "You guys are changing the game Ooh, in the that? auto industry in Canada." So is that was pretty player? good. I don't know if we're actually changing the Canadian auto industry game at this point. On one podcast, that's yeah. pretty. <laughs> I think he just liked what we were talking. I about. I love that. I like. I I shouldn't do a joke. That was a really nice comment. Um, who was it? Um. You say. can't say? I'm not going to say. Just look on your LinkedIn I'm going to say because I'm about to send them a bill for uh, just <laughs> <laughs> So, can you say what company you work for? What I work for? I work for Buy It Smart Auto. No, I mean what company did the guy Buy work it for? BuyItSmart.ca where you can go and get pre-approved for a vehicle before you go shopping. That's right. Which is the new way to do it, right? The better smart way. way. Smart way. That's why we called it Buy It Smart. Mm-hmm. Not, the, not Buy It Better. And you know what? There's or a lot buy of, it new. There's a lot of people who say, well, I don't want to do it that way because I just want to go touch and feel. I know if my credit's great. That's, cool. you know, That's even, what a Regans and Steel is for. But also, even even if you have great credit, yeah. um, you never know. You could be you could have great credit, but maybe um, you know you don't have access to every single truck that's out there like we do. Oh, yeah. I'd say uh, out of all the business we've done so far in the last couple of years... Uh, easily 60% has great credit. Mm-hmm. So we just offer, our solution just allows uh, people a little bit more, comf- more comfortable way if maybe their credit's not so good or horrible or somewhere in the middle or you're just not sure. It's just, you know, people with great credit go see a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, I keep liking what we do to how mortgage brokers operate. Except for we also are the real estate agent too, but you know it's the best way I know to describe what it is we do, and it's just smart. It makes sense. Yeah, just smart. It makes sense. That's why we're doing it. So I'm really curious who this person was that said that they. But I'm not gonna. Force well, the I issue. have like on LinkedIn. I have so many more connections than I have real friends in real life. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, 600 I connections, I think. That's probably common for a lot of people. I don't know all my. I think I got like 4,000 or something, but it's but just good to have It's nice that people listen to it anyway, you know? Yeah. But I, I haven't gotten a lot of like just people looking for a car listening to it. So most of people from the car business. Which really that's not what it's about. It's like right. we're not really looking to have people that are just in the market like listen to the podcast. I think it, if, if we can, you know, if I get what I, if, if I... Uh, let me tell you, I'm, I'm being a little confused right now, aren't I? Mm-hmm. That's okay, because we have an, over an hour. <laughs> no, we can't do an hour. We're never, we're ever going to do one under Did you guys know it was like an hour? Yeah. Like, okay, all right. This is my first, our These first are shot not, at it, man. People who are complaining about the length are not podcast people, though. Yeah. You want a long podcast. Like, when I look for a podcast, because yeah. it's because I'm doing something like painting a room or something. Yeah, it's true. I look for the longest possible ones. It's yeah. like not three hours or more. I'm like, ah, I'm not interested. Yeah, take us on your painting journey. 
Yeah. Or your hike. Exactly. Hiking or is great for podcasts. Dog walk. Yeah. Dog walk's really good. I um, find it good with the dogs because I get, if it's just me and the dogs, I get mad at the dogs too easily. Yeah, yeah. But if I get lost in like, I get mad at them for like tugging on the leash or something. I know. But if I get you're lost in like to, a podcast, I just let it all go, and the dogs actually walk better. You're just trying to take in life, you know. You're just trying to smell roses and yeah. stop and be yeah. on things. Yeah, it's, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem is when, you like, know, with the leash, it's like, okay, we're gonna walk. I've told you what we're gonna do. We're gonna walk, right? Yeah. And I, and it's not like in, in English, right. but it is. I've communicated that to them, right? Right. Go for a walk. And then so then, but the, but then they communicate back with me, like I want to, but I want to sniff this right quick, right? So they're like. Like, Brooklyn will be like, I want to sniff over here and, like, tug on the leash a bit. And I'll be like, yeah, but that's not what we want to do right now. So I'll, like, give her a little tug back. But I said, right. we're walking. Right. And I hate it. I take it as, like, a I take it as like a disrespect when she's like, no, this way. And she, like, tugs back on me. I'm like, oh. Anyway, I get right where I got to put it. Most people just walk their dogs that way, all out of control like me. It's um, bad. It's, it's not a good thing your for my hand. dog. If, you can't, if your dog can't heal, it hurts your hand. Yeah, man. it does. Hurts your back. Hurts yeah, the dog doesn't. Like Scares this. the neighbors. That's what I noticed when I walk up by Great Dane. Yeah. She. There's a reason, also, like why like soldiers walk in like mm-hmm. formation. Yeah, as a group. You know back. what I mean? Like if you saw a bunch of soldier soldiers like marching towards your your castle or whatever, and they were just kind of like doing what they wanted. Some guys were just eating. Yeah. Another guy was like sitting down. He wouldn't be intimidated by that group of people. He'd yeah. be like. You guys don't even know how to walk properly. <laughs> You're gonna march on my castle? Yeah. Anyway, we got yeah. into dogs there, so we should get back into cars. I know. Well, I, I, what I was singing before I got confused in my brain, which a lot of times happens here. I don't know why. Wait, the thing's too much clogging up my brain. We got the new location. Yeah. We, we had a hell of a fired week up too. January. We've got a crazy week going. A lot of customers. We had a crazy. Week. Interesting delivery that finally just happened. Yeah. Oh, I had another delivery that did happen, and then didn't, didn't happen. happen. Oh yeah. Jeez. Tried to steal the car. Yeah, that was not <laughs> a good scene. My stepson Gabe came home when I was being not so kind to him on the phone, and he was like, looked at me like I was a mob. Like, where, where do you think? <laughs> how do you think? I don't think gonna, he's ever heard me talk that way. Like, it happens, right? We missed something. There's some reason why the contract can't fund. The deal's got to get the the car's got to get hooked. Right? This is extreme. This I've is extreme. had it in my in my entire career. In my entire career, yeah. I can't name five times. No. That's 25 years. I can think of two. Yeah. This week and about 15 years ago, right. we had to go and take the car back because the payments weren't being made. Right. And 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 the only reason we had to do that was because at the time. We were also the bank. We loaned the money. Mm-hmm. So, here, here. but the way that the banks set things up these days and the way that we retail vehicles, really, inevitably, this was my fault. Uh, a driver's license was slipped through the crack. And and what happened was is uh, they needed a full driver's on. license. And I, I just can learn a medium two, three, and a stuff. medium black. Hey, man, I don't have my wallet. This is bad. Can you get out for you today? Hopefully. Yeah, that's it. Hopefully they take good deeds. Thank you. You're welcome. No, that's fine. I got... Dude, it's my excuse all the time. I have my wallet. I know. That's okay. That's all right. I'm sorry. I should pay you big bucks for it. Yeah. To cut big, to yeah. Coffee. This is coming out of the referral fee from Pache Motors. <laughs> 
You gotta stop name dropping Pache. I know. This is the, like the Pache podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we love them, but they do their thing. We do our thing. And we do it differently. We do it differently. Actually, they're a great group over there. I already said that. You are gonna think we're getting paid by them. Yeah. Brought to you by Pache. <laughs> no, brought to you by Buy It Smart. Go Chad, there. Chad, you better take my calls now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go there to buy your vehicle. That's right. Do uh, not go there to buy your vehicle. Yeah, we're not going to buy sell you a vehicle right away. We're going to get you pre-approved <laughs> for a just like a mortgage broker would. Anyway. Yeah. So my whole th- my whole intention of the podcast was just simply exactly what the underlying theme was is under the hood which too many people named their podcast under the hood there's literally 5,000 podcasts yeah. named under the hood yeah that's crazy but I just wanted to get under the hood of the car business and just have a chit chat about it and I find if this is one thing my whole career that I found happens to maybe it wasn't just maybe it's not just me maybe that's my perception that it felt like it was always me but every party every social interaction when they find out you're in the car business, next thing you know, you're pinned into a corner and yeah. people have so many questions, uh, you know, or they want to tell you about how they're, you know, buying a vehicle and, and what does this mean? And is, am I getting a good deal? And what's my trade worth? Yeah. And what does it mean when you leave a negotiation and you go and talk to that manager that's so frustrating? Yeah. Just stuff like that. Like, how do I know I get a good deal? Mm-hmm. What do I got to do to my vehicle after, you know, after I buy it and my responsibility is registered? Like it's a, such a weird cultural exchange that we've created. Like, mm. I remember driving with a buddy of mine, and he he he'd be like, you know what? I don't mind buying cars, but I just hate the negotiation part. Yeah. Like the with the sharpie marker and like back and forth. I gotta go ask my manager and all this stuff. Yeah. And I just remember saying, you know, that's true. That is annoying, and like that would suck. Yeah. To do it that way, but I said also, you know, like you don't have to negotiate. That's right. Like the, it's always the customer that initiates the negotiation, and I, and he's like he kind of looked at me like what what are you talking about you have to negotiate and I'm like no you don't you just take the first <laughs> number right. that they give you That's and right. he's like yeah he gives you that looks like yeah but who's gonna do that I'm like right. well exactly right like so you initiate the, the negotiation because you don't believe that there's integrity built into the price that That's you've right. been offered right? That's right and it's just like you're not getting all the value yeah or there's some reason why the price wasn't on the windshield right I'd negotiate too sure I wouldn't be I wouldn't be gentlemen in front paid for your coffee said have a great day and a merry Christmas okay wow. we'll, get, we'll get the next guy okay <laughs> I'm gonna give you this though before I forget that's right. nice you're on our well, podcast you're probably both the sixth car oh, oh really? cool yeah so he got a sandwich and everything didn't he he got 666 <laughs> that's fine <laughs> She bought the first guy's order. The yeah. first guy's order was twelve something. Oh, oh yeah. And then the next guy got one that was like two dollars. Oh, oh, yeah. oh well, you win some, you lose some. Oh, that's it, right? Yeah. I got Did you get one of my wallet? I've had I've had some people pay for twenty five dollar orders, and then like say, oh, they paid for my order and then drive away. Oh, nice. And I think to myself, like, you know what? You just close yeah. the whole line. Yeah, exactly. It was going so well, but Tim <laughs> Martin's. Tim Martin's. Hi, honey. Doing my podcast. Hey, you guys have a coffee. Where are you at? Okay. You guys are getting to see how the okay. sausage is made you're on here the podcast on this right now. Yeah. Well, you're in my ear, so nobody can hear you, but they know that yeah. I'm talking. You're on to my speakerphone. Husband. I can hear everything. <laughs> I'll let you go. Okay, bye. Oh, he's mad. I could tell. I could hear the no. badness. No, I could hear the mad. crankiness. Oh my god! Robert keeps sending me vehicles. You know what I like doing with Tyler? Is making him crack a smile. 
I know, because... Especially when he's in principal mode. Uh, Especially when he's like, come into my office, sit down. (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm going to make you smile in a second. You're not going to be able to do anything about it. He like... (laughs) He does one of those force, like he forces the corners of his mouth down. Yeah. He's like, I'm mad that I showed emotion. (laughs) (laughs) It's too bad because he, he, I don't think he knows that his face does that. And I I think he gets sad about it. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't know why people think I'm always intimidated and looking and mad all the time. Like he's had some real, like people really like, you know. Scared of him? But the kids... Like the elementary school kids, they just love him because oh, yeah. he's so, well, he's, he's just so good. Like he's so good to them. He's just, and he's super kind and super patient. Yeah. But he doesn't look like he's going to be, he looks like he's going to be Mr. T on your. Oh yeah. You get called down to his office, man. I'd be. Yeah. I'd be dilly dallying for a couple hours. I'd be like, got to touch every brick on the yeah, wall. What, 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 what took you so long? <laughs> Did you use the bathroom? <laughs> 16 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's the whole. Geez, that's a whole other podcast. I can't even get into it. Education. Jeez. Yep. Nope. I was saying something good there. Oh yeah. So, so when, when people are talking about negotiation, that's exactly it, man. They don't think like they're the ones negotiating, but there's there's circumstances where you should be on high guard. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't point at a vehicle and say what is the price yep. and have that question be answered, mm-hmm. then forget about negotiation you shouldn't be shopping there yeah i agree you know it's the same like online like call for details i don't understand that yeah you you either know what the price is or you don't know what the price is now granted sometimes people are remarketing their vehicles on the website it's getting pulled from it's coming in on trade or they just bought it they really don't even know what the recon costs are yes there are those cases right so i mean a little bit of investigation don't don't just you know discount a vehicle you know if the rest of the dealership looks like their normal practices to price the vehicles and i say go for it but yeah. the old days of the information being secret yeah is where negotiation came from and now that that's all changed right. you know we buy online we use a we use that that uh tool called accutrade which i just which i love that's how we price our vehicles brought to you by accutrade oh it's not <laughs> Actually, they should sponsor our podcast. They will. We'll, I'll call them up Man, later. we're getting a lot of downloads, honestly. This is for you, Logan. Yeah. AccuTrade. Yeah. We're getting a lot of downloads right now. Good dealers go to price their vehicles and get good trade values for their customers. Well, it just gives you the... It, it also helps with dealers because it gives you that confidence that you know you're buying your trade properly. It also knows that you're giving a fair value for the trade, too. Yeah. Oh, it's a wicked tool. Yeah. You plug in the VIN number and it'll show you where it was last retailed. Right. And it'll show you upcoming problems that those vehicles have. So I like it because I hand that to the service department. I say, check this. Yeah, check this over. Right? Before we put it on out for uh, sale, let's make sure it doesn't have this common problem. Yeah. And we're in a situation, too, where we are calling people back and getting them out of their cars a couple of years into their loan before yes. their loan is actually expired. Yeah. And the, and if there's common issues with the vehicle, we definitely want that covered by a warranty. That's going to you know what I mean? 100%. So if you can see that right there, like, oh, you know, see it, you know, like the head gasket tends to go in these things after X, you know, 100,000 kilometers or whatever. Right. You say, well, we'll make sure we cover that. Yeah. And most people on the whole negotiation theme, what I've learned over the years, and maybe, you know, challenge, challenge me on this one, you know, people that are listening, like I, I love comments and feedback so that we can better do what we do. But uh, for the most part, 
what I'm noticing is that over my years talking to customers, what they really want to know is that they get a fair deal and that somebody got them a vehicle that met their needs, their lifestyle, and their budget. And, you know, for us, because we do that bank approval right up front, you know, then we don't have to worry about somebody feeling, getting that answer, oh, you didn't even get approved. Right. You know, so, so if somebody can feel like they've got themselves a good deal, that Sackwalk New Club looks good. You know, they did a hell of a job on that. That looks really good. And plug for Sackwalk New Club, Motorcycle, Nova Scotia, one of the best places to send your kids for recreation in the summertime. They, <laughs> they do not give us any money either. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the negotiation thing is a big, like, people have written books on it and stuff, and I just think it's a bunch of hoopla, really. Yeah. It is. But I understand why I'd be feeling anxious. That is a very common question, though, when you're, when you tell people you're in the car industry. It's like, it happened to me just last night, actually. Really? Yeah, a buddy of mine was like, Tanner was like, did people like how like someone really really negotiate hard with you sometimes? And I'm like, you know, not really. Like no. it happens sometimes, but yeah. I said like, there, there's just not the type of swings in in cars that people think there are. Like there's not ten thousand dollar profits in no. cars. No. And I said we, we're not going to lose somebody's business if he's if he's willing to walk out the door and not take the car. We're not going to lose their business over two hundred bucks. No. No. Right. No. But. No. If but, it's thousands, we're on the wrong car. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's right. it. I didn't do my job right. Right. If you're staring down a vehicle and you're going, I got to negotiate this down by five grand in order for me to fit my budget. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's why we do things the way that we do. And a real estate agent will tell you that about houses, right? When you go yes. shopping, they'll be like, look, you can expect like maybe a negotiation with between like two to 5%, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're trying to get like $50,000 off the cost of this house, yeah. like we're not looking at the right house, you right. know? Right. right. And the same thing with cars. If you're trying to get like a $3,000 discount, it's not the right car, man. Let me put it to you this way. If you can. Yeah, you, you don't want it. Yeah, you don't, you want, don't want that. Yeah, there's something going on mm -hmm. at that dealership. Well, they how how is it, it like possible that. that the bank could finance a vehicle with that much room in it and you didn't get that vehicle cheap when you bought it? Like, how did you get that vehicle cheap? Do you know what I mean? There's questions. That, that would open up more questions to me. Yeah. Yeah. But nowadays, see, and that's why I'm always saying to customers, are like, it's the, the old days used to be, you know, cash. I'm going to come, I'm going to negotiate, I'm going to tell them I got cash. Mm. And, uh, I mean, we make we make the bulk of, uh, we make our money off of bank reserve. Exactly. And the nice thing about, you know, bank reserve is just the bank saying, hey, thanks for the business. It doesn't have to do with the dealership money. Yep. It doesn't have to do with the customer money. Yep. It comes directly from the bank. I love that. And they should pay us for and that the, business. The customer doesn't pay anything more no. for that. No, 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 no. And uh, the bank, you know, I don't think a lot of customers know that. The bank is their protection for so many reasons. The bank makes us produce car faxes. Mm -hmm. Right now, each bank has a different number is what they will and will not accept. But for the most part, you, you can't finance a vehicle that's got a major car Carfax accident report. Right. They just won't buy it. They just won't finance it. I mean, mm -hmm. like I say, there's numbers that go with that. Some three, some 7,000, you know, so, but you're not getting a vehicle that's been wrapped around a telephone pole that's and right. getting the bank to finance it. You just can't do that. Now, you could pay cash and do that. Yep. Sure you could. Um, Rebuild title. <laughs> sure. But the, the, the banks don't fund the contract. They won't give us the money for no. the vehicle if the, if the asset isn't isn't uh, you 
isn't in good standing condition because the chances of getting paid for it by yeah. the customer next to none when they figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, Remember the old third base coach that would come? Oh, man. people? Could right. I tell stories? Yeah. This, this car's been in an accident. All rear end's been replaced. <laughs> You're like, how, how, do you see, how did you see that? <laughs> Where'd you see that? <laughs> No, I got the accident history report right here. Nothing. But have you ever seen, and you probably have for managing people, yeah. how, I mean, we hear from the perspective all the time, you know, from our friends or da-da-da, oh, the car business, da-da-da, and from a buyer's perspective. Yeah. But like, and I'm probably going to get in trouble a little bit here, but come on, man. You go into some of these stores, mm-hmm. and sometimes they just get beat down, man, these these people that work at the dealership, they get beat down by customers or no reason for it. You can see it, yeah. You see it in their faces. Yeah, and the I get it. The are worn off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. Like, yeah. the customer's been treated badly maybe one or two spots, or mm-hmm. or maybe they're just an F customer, which I refer to, which doesn't exist often. Most people are genuinely good people, but you do yeah. get arseholes floating around just wanting to be mm-hmm. just cranky at life, you know what I mean, taking it out on somebody else. Every industry gets that. But for the most part, people are, you know, generally good unless they've been treated bad. And mm-hmm. Man, you can never see it sometimes that sales salespeople come in, you know, they're nervous. They're like shaking. I'm like, why are you shaking? Mm-hmm. That guy, man, he thinks there's something wrong with it. I'm like, yeah, but there's not. Yeah. And then he'd be like, I know. And I'm like, okay, well, where's your customer? Let me go talk to him. Well, mm-hmm. here's the Carfax report. Yeah. Here's a, yeah, go take it to your mechanic. You know, like, we don't have to get mad at each other. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. All you can do is all you can do. That's what I, that's what I and said. And they're yes. rolling up. They're getting underneath it, eh? They're getting all muddy. Getting underneath the car. Taking a look. I'm like, yeah. just do, don't do that here. Go yeah. take it. Take it Put to it where someone you trust. Yeah. And they can pick through it if you want. Mm-hmm. But, uh. I don't know where that comes from, though. Like, do dealers say, like, no, you can't take it? I think we did it to or, ourselves. That's I, I keep going back to that. Like, the industry did it to itself. It did. We did this like cloak and dagger thing, this yeah. smoke and mirrors thing yeah. for so long. Yeah. And now it's like, now you get dealers who are like, I'm just frustrated that we get customers like that. I was like, but that's what we did. We yeah, did that. Yeah, we created it. We, yeah. The industry, not me and you, George, not George and Kim. Yeah. No. The industry did. <laughs> We're <though>. perfect. <laughs> but Saturn, Saturn tried to do this, right? Saturn tried to do like the, the integrity thing, right? Yeah. I think maybe they just had the wrong product. I don't know. But they, they did. They made a good run of it for a while. And you, like, literally, like, well, it was, like, whatever the bill of sale said, that's what you pay. There was that's no, right. You know what I mean? And, and Toyota was, does it. Toyota does the integrity thing or whatever. I can't remember what they called it. But there was this time when all the manufacturers came out with it. It was a couple of years. And then I remember, like, people going, yeah, well, do you guys offer one price shopping i can't remember what dealership i was at. i think it was really? a prizer store and i was like yeah sure. it's right there on the window yeah, and they're price. like no negotiation one price i'm like yeah of course. right there 26995 yeah right yeah that's all that saturn did that's all that toyota did they right. just said we don't negotiate and here's yeah. our price yeah exactly well so you're paying full retail yeah and frankly if you can justify the value and your vehicles are in within market value and you've got them priced appropriately and it's not a secret, mm-hmm. then in my experience, most people just don't negotiate. It's been a while since a customer's negotiated with me. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I gotta it's, be frank. Happen. Yeah. It's not that I won't or I have anything against it. I know it comes with the territory, but the other uh, thing that it's happens been a while. <laughs> um, the other thing that happens too is that we 
um, and we used to call it like way back in the day, you used to call it front end loading. Yeah. Where you'd put the warranty and everything in the in the price that they that the customer sees, right? In the payment. Yeah. And now that's it's just pack and pack yeah. and payment. Yeah. yeah. But I I also think this has happened to the to the industry too, where um, where the customer has been trained like, okay, honey, we have our price that we talk to the guy about. Right. But then we have to we have to also think. Or the oh, girl now. Yeah, or the guy or the girl, yeah. right? But now we also have to think, like, when we come back, Person. we're going to get the other sales pitch, right? right. We're going to get the warranty sales pitch and the insurance sales pitch, and we got to think about that. So they they plan two payments. Like, this is my max payment for this guy, and this is my next max payment. You it know was, what I mean? So it's like two rounds of, like, brutal negotiation. Yeah. And, uh, it makes no sense. Whereas we're just like, here's the payment. Um Here's the term. Here's the interest rate. Yeah. And it includes all of these things. So that it's like almost a weight's lifted off. So, oh, it includes all these warranties. You That's know? right. And, and it's then like, yeah. here's the disclosure on the price. And this is why we picked this warranty. And let's adjust based on your needs. Exactly. But this was the thing. This was one of the things when I was talking to Neil. Plug out. This is marketing. Yeah. Brands by Tim. Brands by Tim. Brought to you by Brands by Tim. Because... Because they uh, you know, did all the brands branding Brands by Tim did Smart. a wonderful job on the brand by smart.ca. Right. And when I was talking to, to Neil, he yeah. was saying like, okay, from the consumer perspective, what's the deal with that? You know, exactly what you were talking about. What's the deal with that? You do this and then you got another. You spent like sometimes weeks picking out the vehicle and negotiating the price and getting to the payment. And then you got to go into the finance manager's office and then they sell you more stuff. That's if everything goes perfectly and you actually qualify for the 0%. That's right. Not to mention, sometimes, most of the time, actually 40% of the time, mm-hmm. I would say post-COVID, it's probably going to be 60% of the time, mm-hmm. these finance managers are going to have to tell people that they don't qualify for 3%, they're like 8.9% mm-hmm. or 99 depending on, you know, maybe some blemishes in their credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were taking a look at the process, I said, yeah, Buy It Smart is about taking that process and completely flipping it upside down so that all of that conversation that happens in the finance office happens as the first step, not the last step. And then that way, I can inform the customer up front that, hey, you know, you're purchasing a used vehicle. Is warranty going to be important to you? Mm -hmm. I don't care if you buy it or not. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter to us if you purchase the warranty or not. I like it as a business owner because you're not coming back to me upset when likely something goes wrong with your used vehicle, which it will because it's a used vehicle. So we strongly recommend the warranty and I make people actually sign waivers when they don't buy it because, you know, it's, I can't protect everybody for the life of the vehicle. I just can't do it. I'm a nice human, but I don't have the money. Which, by the way, um, there is another reason which, which the dark secret reason what we don't talk about why it happens the other way in a lot of, in a lot of places yeah why it happens the traditional way of you buy your car you fall in love you get this new car smell and then you go oh it's easier to sell that exactly way. it's easier yes it's easier yes it's easier <laughs> like i wanted to say it three times because the way we do this is by no means the easy way to do no, it no, no, we no, work no, very no, no, very hard to make sure that we're transparent yeah, with yeah. our customers yeah. and upfront. And it's like... It is hard. It's, it's hard. It's, it's not that hard, okay? It's like I'm not making it sound like it's, it's, horrific. A, it's a big burden. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, um, that, you know, when they say, like, that when you have a question between, like, what's the right thing to do 
Yeah. And there's an easy thing and there's a hard thing. Usually it's the hard thing. Yeah. The harder thing is usually the right thing. Yeah. And this is a harder way to do it, to put all this stuff up front with the customer because it's a lot of information right up front. Yeah. Especially when someone goes to a website thinking, oh, I get to pick out a car yeah. and then I just get to pick my payment. You know what I mean? You, you kind of have to like unravel that a little bit and explain like, yeah, well, we're going to tell you, talk to you a lot about finance first right. before we even talk about vehicles. Yeah. Um, and it's very difficult. It can be very difficult. Yeah. It's hard on the customer's head sometimes because they're just so programmed to go after the shiny object first. But when you go after the shiny object first, what happens is, is your emotion takes over That's right. and you can't think logically about what you, you, you can afford for you and your family. That's now, right. I leave a pause there to say for anybody who's listening, if it doesn't matter to you and you can afford whatever you want, buy whatever you want, that's great. But 40% of Canadians have less than perfect credit, Mm -hmm. first of all. And um, even more than that, I don't don't even have the stats on it. I think it's going to be, like I say, post-COVID, it's not going to be a great scene. But people need to look at their monthly budgets. It's important to them. It's one of the first things I ask when they walk into a dealership, what's the payment on that? What's the payment on this? That's what's right. the payment on that? So I just said over the years, watching consumer behavior and the stats in our country, which say not everybody qualifies for 0%. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a human being that likes to actually help people. And what broke my heart is putting people in vehicles and then having to pull them out and saying, I knew you took it home for the night to test drive it. Yeah. And you showed your neighbors and you told your parents and you showed your kids. Yeah. Uh, but this one isn't going to work for you. Exactly. You can get a Dodge Caravan. It's just going to be, you know, three years old. Exactly. Smell a little bit like somebody else's wet dog. Yeah. So, you know, and. Okay. And then your neighbor is going to be like, oh, I, you, this is the one you went with? And you have right. that whole thing. Right. <sighs> so why not just have the conversation up front? And like I say, it's not for everybody, but for people that are uncertain. Yeah. It's just math for us. How much do I say that? I'm always saying that to the it's new staff. Math. I'm like, guys, it's just math. The bank's going to say, here's how much money the customer can have. There's an interest rate factor. There's tax. Uh, they may want to purchase life insurance, warranty, disability. depends on what they need in terms of protection product. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it's math. I'm just going to take that calculation. If they say 450 a month, I'm going to reverse engineer a search engine. Mm-hmm tool that basically shows me five or six vehicles to show these people exactly yeah like no brainer at the end of the day we get a lot of reviews of people that have done the process and you get the review at the end right because because a little bit of it is uh is kind of talking a lot to customers in the beginning and and it can be a new way of doing it a different way so you get so you do get the review in the end but in the end when people realize it's been three days it's been a, a couple conversations and at the end of the day um, a car got delivered to my house that is awesome, that like is going to work for me yeah. um, and that I love. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. And, and I'm not stressing over the payment because I, I know did, I can make it. Exactly. Like it, everything fits. Like yeah. you, you, you went hand to glove on this one. Yeah. And uh, that's when we get the good five-star reviews. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'll tell you, man, when you go into a dealership, there's a reason. There's a reason why the cars are inside. You get to sit in them. You get to touch them, right? Smell smell them that's why they there's have a this product you, it's called there's a reason why you smell. do a, t- a test drive right you take you go oh, we could see, i can see driving this honey what do yeah. you think and then you come back and there's a reason why you sign us your signature on a white piece of paper that has sharpie marker on it which is not a legal document yeah because it gives you physical ownership your mental ownership of the vehicle you go home there's a reason why you go home and you come back two days later to pick up your car yeah. 
Because now you have mental ownership of this vehicle, yeah. you're telling your friends, and you come back, and by that time, what's the difference? Your interest rate's gone up, your term's well, shortened, well, let's say, well, and you may or may not want warranty. Could, could, that could happen, <laughs> but let's say that's let's say that doesn't happen. You're going to sign up on what you think is your your three three hundred thirty bucks bi-weekly, and that's going to get you your car. Yeah. But now there's the other sales pitch, right? And by the time that's all done, yeah. which you got to listen to that and deal with all that, you just want your car that you think that you already bought. Yeah. Well, what's what's an extra what's an extra twenty or forty bucks you know a month, honey? Like it's not that's not the end of the Bi-weekly. world. Right? Yeah, exactly. What's an extra this like that is you 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 can't once you have so much mental ownership over something, yeah. you can't back down. You can't back down. You've told your friends, oh, I'm going to pick up the truck tomorrow. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it, that's why it's easy. It's a you the, you you are and traditionally the chips are stacked against you. Yeah, and traditionally your worth as an employee is directly correlated with how much you can get a customer to pay more. Right. We have term. It's called bump. Yeah. Did you bump them? Oh, mm-hmm. I bumped them a hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. And that disgusts me. Yeah. It disgusts me. I I I don't know. It just infuriated me. The whole time I was in it, mm-hmm. and hey, listen, I'm not saying our way is the only way or it's no. the best way. I think it's the smartest way you can do it. That just comes from my industry experience and the fact that I genuinely give a shit about people. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, people piss me off. I ain't a saint. Yeah. And we do make money. Like the guy that stole our car the other day. Oh, man. That was not a good scene. Like, how did you think you were just going to... Okay, so the bank contract didn't go through. We got to... You got to bring the car back. Sorry, man. What switch went off in your mind when you said, oh... I'll just now steal this car. Now I'm going to go. And drive it to Quebec. No, no, he just needed to borrow it. <laughs> he just needed yeah, he to was going to borrow it for two weeks. Okay. Yeah, that's what he said. He was going to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, he was going to bring it back. So yeah. he's so I call him. He's like, yeah, no problem. Uh, your guy can come and get it. He was really cooperative. Yeah. And my guy showed up to his house and he wasn't there. And I called him. And I was like, I won't say his name. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah, and he's yeah. like. Oh, Kim, 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 I, uh, I had to, uh, my sister got like just, uh, all dancing and I got nervous right away. And that was like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we've got insurance for this stuff and you know, it's just, it's also illegal. It's just not good. (laughs) And actually the thing was with this particular person was there would have been, yeah, I can't get in. I can't get into. No, don't it, get into details because then he'll. My aggressiveness to get the vehicle back was more about because we just call the insurance. I call the cop. I call the insurance. But there were other right. extenuating circumstances in this person that he had to get that vehicle grounded before the cops did it for him. Oh, for sure. You don't want to go that way, man. Like that's what I mean, I'm saying. I never about... want to. I you know, if somebody's desperate. I'm trying to work with them. You like, know what I mean? Take... Like you don't want the cops pulling you over, <laughs> dude. Here's good piece of advice if you're thinking about buying a car. <laughs> If you don't get approved, you cannot just steal that car. <laughs> well, here's the thing, that. too. I mean, like, the whole thing that we do is make sure that this, these situations don't happen. Yeah. And here I am talking about a situation. i got to be clear. This happened, like, this is the first time that we've had a bank approval go sideways that I had to do this. but And it was my fault. It yeah. was 100% my fault because I, I let the learner slide. I, I didn't pay enough attention to his driver's license. It looked we all similar it. in a we different promise, it. in a different province. Yep. And we were moving so many units and it happened fast. And then yep. I just called the delivery and 
there's anyway, certain but he didn't have a driver's license full so there's certain cracks that. in the process that you don't you don't really think to ask somebody like you sometimes you just you assume like when you're yeah, buying, you're buying a vehicle a car, that you, you have a driver's license because you you know what I mean. So then, <laughs> those, that's just one thing that you like. <laughs> Not in our world. <laughs> now, now it's it's permanently etched in my brain now to always like triple check the driver's license. Yeah, yeah, you got to. It's like the first step of the sale. Yeah, but we all license. missed it. We all missed it because everything else was going so smoothly. And he's just sitting now. You can now playing it back like hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, you can see why everything was going so smooth. You know what though? This is a good example. Okay, yeah. we released the vehicle, and that took it one step. But I'm telling, in the run of a day, in a regular traditional setup in a dealership, mm-hmm. cars are sold. Like if ten cars are sold, you know, you're losing three of them on DL, or right, right. the guy doesn't have a job, mm-hmm. or uh, you know. So I'm being hard on us, but our solution is solved. Well, that yeah. problem for so many people that they're not mm-hmm. hidden into the whole uh, and commitment of the sale the other part when they don't have a job. When you don't, and, and if you don't, if you're not going to get ultimately approved, like we can pretty much approve everybody. Yeah. If you have some form of income, but yeah, you need income. Um, if you're not going to get approved, though, wouldn't it be nicer to get that up front? Like, yeah. And just you, understand getting, how it works. Yeah. What are you getting for yourself if you drive around dealership to dealership, test driving cars? Nobody wants to do that. No. People, I get that. People are like, oh, you're just here, you're just kicking tires. Look, dude, when I want to go relax or like enjoy my day, the last place I'm going is the dentist, yeah. which is about what it's equivalent to for buying a car. For hanging okay. out in a dealership. But you and I have both worked at dealerships. Yeah. And you know that those customers do exist. Yeah, they're lonely. <laughs> they come by and they just want to talk yeah. about certain things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's been Yeah, you're like, it's been nice chatting with you here, Jim, but uh, <laughs> I've seen about 12 families come out of minivans, and I didn't talk to one of them and I yet. think that's <laughs> your wife coming out of Walmart yeah, right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I gotta, you know, feed my family, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that was an exciting week. Yeah. It was, uh, a, it something was a, I don't want to have happen again it was one of those grind out weeks i think because we're getting close to christmas yeah where it's like man it seemed like it just seemed like nothing was going super super smooth yeah and yet we're still getting to the end of deals yeah it's like a marathon you know like some of these deals that we've been doing have been like marathon races (laughs) where you're just like oh well you're training new staff too right yeah yeah. So that adds to it when you don't have somebody, when you get somebody you can rely on and then they, they know the process and, you know, you've heard them on the phone with the client, you know that they're going to treat everybody, you know, it takes three, four, sometimes six months to really get somebody, you know, geared up. I'd say, man. And then repeat and ongoing. I mean, you know, our environment's changing so quickly that with the whole surge of online purchasing and banks, some banks moving to electronic signatures and home deliveries. And I mean, that's still many dealerships don't even offer that stuff. It's we're, we're on the cusp of it. We're doing mm-hmm. it. We're yeah. learning it as we go, you know? Yep. And that's cool. I love being on the cutting edge of things. I feel like we're on the way that's we're on top of it, not curling over it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that's good. But, 
funny. Car business is funny. Yeah. I thought we were going to have more anecdotes. What are anecdotes? Stories about stuff that we went through this week. Yeah, we kind of we kind of get on talking real, like, that's why I say snooze effect, man. Do you think people are going to listen to us? Because all we talk about is, like, the financing aspect. But, I mean, I think that's interesting. People got to... I don't know. I feel like some... Some customers, like if I if you if I go by what people ask me, yeah, yeah, when they find out I'm in the business, it's mm. like usually all about that stuff. Yeah. Um, or sometimes you get a guy like that you As just met, and they're like, "What's what's the value on my car?" And I'm like, "Dude, I can't. Come on, like I don't have any of my tools with me right now. I'm gonna look that up. If right. You, if you're in my dealership, like, or, or if we're dealing, I'm gonna look that up on AccuTrade or whatever. I'm not. Yeah. I just don't know car values in my brain. Yeah. You know." Well, that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing that happens that I don't think a lot of customers know is that, you know, like, okay, look at Roy, for example. He's been buying cars the better part of his career. Yep. He spends his day in the mm-hmm. auctions. That's right. Uh, he could call me and say, hey, I'm looking at this really cool vehicle. You know, he, it's a uh, year make model kilometers. And I'd be like, oh, it sounds neat. How much? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and I, right? He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't know, know what it'll go for. He's That's like, right. I'm not going to go past, you know, this number. But he's done the research mm-hmm. to be able to say to me, hey, like, if we get it for this number, it's mm-hmm. going to be under book. Yep. Which all that means is that the bank says this is what the vehicle's worth, and and depending, and then gives us a, a percentage. Yep. Based on the customer's credit, based on the market, based on what they deem mm-hmm. they want to give yep. for our profit margin, mm-hmm. right? So we're always buying the vehicle under book. That's the name yep. of the game. It's really not in how well can you negotiate. It's really how well, you know, uh, the place that you're buying, well, how well did they buy that vehicle for That's you? That's right. You know, and and then they can spend more money in recon. Yep. And then, so you're getting a better reconditioned vehicle and yep. the bank's not going to let us overprice it because nope. they say you can't price it for more than this percentage over the book and what you can do too is you could have two vehicles side by side you could have a kia forte yeah next to a bmw yeah. and the kia forte could be a more valuable vehicle depending on the year make model that's right yeah um, depending on the year and the kilometers and the condition of the vehicle yeah you could own that kia even more expensive than you own the older bmw yeah so you can't tell by looking at a car what the value is of it no. And, and when it we can talk change. about value, we're just talking about what the bank values it at, and that's based on the Canadian Black Book. That's right. I can give you a couple pieces of information. If you're thinking about trading in your vehicle, you want to do it before it's seven model years old, and it's under 130,000 kilometers. Yeah. That's going to be your best. So if you can drive it all the way to 129,000 kilometers at seven model years old, that's the time when you want to go trade, trade, trade. it in. Yeah. Because the most that's the most valuable vehicle to a dealer when he's thinking about retailing that vehicle. He's thinking in his head or her head, how can I purchase the cheapest vehicles and then turn them around and retail them yeah. and make some money on them? Well, that's a sweet that's a sweet spot right there. The yeah. next sweet spot is two more years older than that. Yeah. So if you're gonna wait till four model or you're gonna wait till six, uh, eight model years, you might as well wait till nine model years and you might as well drive it for another 180. Right. But don't drive it past 180 and don't drive it past 130. Yeah. There you go. Because 180 not financeable past exactly. that. Exactly. For most. 99%. You're, you're just you limiting your the, the, the resaleability of that vehicle. That's right, because everybody finances vehicles. That's right. The majority of people finance vehicles, so nobody, you know, a cash a cash vehicle for a dealer just gets wholesaled out. That's right. It doesn't usually stick on the lot, so it's not a value to, to resell. The other thing that you can think about when you're driving is how, valu- how your vehicle is holding value, and that is if you're driving under 20,000 kilometers a year. 
That's what you want to do. If you're driving more than 20,000 kilometers a year, you're going to want to sell that vehicle probably faster. faster. Yeah. Right? If you're driving 40 or 50,000 kilometers a year, it's it's dropping in value faster than if it's under that 20,000 every single year. That's what the banks go by. Exactly. They give you another year, another 20,000 kilometers, and the value drops a little. They give you another year, and it's like next in two weeks or three weeks, we're going to be in January. The banks are all going to give us another year and another 20,000 kilometers, and all of our vehicles are going to they're going to slump down in value. That's right. By that much, right? I was so just that's why that to a customer yesterday. Right. So that's why a good time to purchase is actually January, because people because dealers are going to have aged units. Right. Yeah. A lot of people think the end of the year is a great time to purchase for retail. Yeah. It's a great time to purchase for wholesale. I'll tell you that, but. A lot of dealers now in January, when we come back from the holidays, are going to have aged units. And we're not talking aged like 90 days. They're going to be, maybe maybe they'll be aged in that way as well. But I'm talking aged in terms of what the bank will give you for them. They're all going to go, and their values just kind of slump down by a few thousand bucks, right? Yeah. So uh, it's a good time to buy January. So go to buysmart.ca, and we'll get you started. <laughs> And get you some options. Even radio broadcasters. We'll send them directly to your email, pictures, and videos of. Hey, we want to get some purchase. swag. What do people want? What do people want? Write us in. Leave a comment. Uh, hats. Hats. Every car can be delivered with a piece of swag. Yeah, I think we'll do that. Yeah, we? we could do a hat. Right now, just we guarantee do a, it. We do a visor with uh, some masks. masks in it. But that won't be forever, hopefully. Yeah, we'll do, yeah. I want to do the safety kits. Yep. I'd like to switch up that gift bag a little bit. I feel like sometimes we talk so much about finance that people forget that we actually sell cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you got to come to us to buy a car. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're buy smart. I mean, powered by, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I kind of like it. I mean, buy smart because we associate ourselves with other dealerships. Mm-hmm. We have access to more vehicles, and that's the key. That that's right. Because our business is online, we do have vehicles um, at our lot in Sackville mm-hmm. uh, that you can touch and feel, but we don't really advertise too much about that because then we're inviting you to come in and operate the traditional process, which you can do at pretty much 99.9% yep. of the dealerships. Yep, and you could do it at our dealership you too. Can. Yeah, you can. Um, but even at our dealership we're not going to do the mental ownership thing come back in three days to pick up your car yeah, we're, we're, we're still going to do it the way that we do it yeah but you can touch and feel vehicles at our dealership yeah um but but the good thing about us is if we, we are in different dealerships that's right and and that means that you're not you don't have to just buy what's on our lot yeah you know we're looking to partner with more franchise stores mm-hmm. so that we can access new car inventory for our customers that's right so if you're a franchise dealer owner, <laughs> you get email george or kim at george at buyitsmart.ca or kim at buyitsmart.ca and talk about how you could get set up as a franchise location and have your own front to back non-prime finance office operating out of your dealership that's right under the buy it smart finance brand first. Yeah. finance first finance first yeah Basically, little mortgage brokers. That's right. Mortgage brokers. We're remote, too. We're remote. Good for little locations all over the Maritimes. But that's something we should talk about, maybe, because there are dealers who, they know that, they're, they know that their staff is not up to the task of dealing, with, uh, of dealing with customers that are not perfect credit. Yeah. Right? Well, what, what, what Bites Mark can do for a franchise dealer 
is allow them to solve a real problem that dealerships have today. So it's not, I mean, we talk about a lot about how the traditional process is flawed. It's flawed for the dealer too. Mm -hmm. It's a sin that dealerships sell vehicles and then they don't get approved because they lose those sales. That's right. Um, or what also happens is, is the customer does get approved, but at a higher rate and shorter terms. So in order to try to keep the deal together, the dealer is losing money. That's right. Um, which, you know, no bleeding hearts here, but when you're in business, you know, I, I, I've never sugarcoated the fact that we're in business to make money. There's a solution. Yep. We offer a solution to a real problem, yeah. uh, but a dealer can't stay in business if he's losing money. And at the rate that uh, less than perfect credit exists in our world right now, yep. dealers lose sometimes 30% of the business that Absolutely. they get. So yep. they're selling, they sell 10, they lose three deals. Yep. Um, and they piss off customers. They like, piss off customers, they piss off their banks. That's right. That's right. So when, I mean, my previous to buy a Smurf, what I did as a trainer was help dealers offer an alternative solution for, for their customers. That when the customer wanted to discuss finance ahead of vehicle selection, that they had that option. Mm -hmm. We would call them non-prime managers at the time. Now what I'm finding is, is that a lot of people just want to, regardless of their credit situation, whether it be the worst, somewhere in the middle, or the best, a lot of people just want to have that conversation up front so that they know financially what are they getting into and what do they specifically qualify and make sure that they, they take control of the process and save as much money as they can. I don't think the regular consumer knows that in one sitting on dealer track where we can access all the banks like a mortgage broker does, mm -hmm. I have the opportunity to click a button which says 20%. Mm -hmm. 12%? Yep. Or holy crap, George, look what this bank just gave this guy. 8.9%. Yep. If I didn't operate under that pretense, if I didn't operate in the smart way, as we call it, mm -hmm. and make sure that I got the customer the best approval, yep. well, the traditional way is oftentimes to pick a bank and go. Yep. So if the bank, that one bank comes back and says, yeah, your customer's at 15%, they don't even try other banks. Yep. Right? So... So it's not servicing the customer correctly because you're going with just that one bank. The customer really doesn't have the opportunity to save as much money as they could. I feel like we should time out that a little bit because I do feel like most finance managers are trying their best. Hmm. This is the, but, yeah, for sure. But there's a, and, and they're even they need more trying, training. Yeah, well, they need more training, but also. You have to also think about what's going on at like a very, very popular like truck store, let's say, right. for example. They sell like a ton of trucks and they're a really good manufacturer brand. Well, the finance manager is so busy yeah. just doing super easy loans, basically, yeah. is what you have to say. Like, they're not hard to put together a prime loan for a guy who wants a truck. Right, right. It's super easy. You just go, yeah, here, sign here, sign here. You're good to go. Send the bank contract in. Yeah, their focus is on sales of product. And they, and they have so much of that business that, like, when you come in and you finally, you look, you look and feel to them like a regular customer, like all their other customers that they deal with. But all of a sudden, you bought a car that you might not qualify for or as, as good. Well, now you've just, you've kind of you've kind of like added extra workload to them and they're already probably at a very busy store. They're already super busy. That's right. And you they tend to get to it. 
they will get to yeah. you, but at the same time, I mean, what what are you going to prioritize first? The yeah. easy, the, all the easy contracts that you have on your desk, or the one that's going to take you know, exactly a twenty minute conversation over the phone and a, and a, a few extra steps and stuff like that. Like that's, you're going to prioritize the easy ones. That's, that's just ex- human. That's exactly why we set up the other office. Exactly. We did the training to set up the other office, and just said, okay, all of this paper, move it immediately to somebody who can focus on it right now so we can get back in touch with the customer and say, hey, here's what's gone on, Mm -hmm. here's the solution, when can you come and meet with me kind of deal. We're just going to find out what the bank will do first and then let's, you know, hit reset on this, Mm -hmm. which is, in my opinion, the worst way to handle it, but at least it's getting handled and the customer actually gets a call back. Right. with Buy It Smart being attached to a franchise location, basically what we're saying is we're already generating the customer lead, the customer traffic in that particular area where the franchise dealer is. Mm-hmm. We want to offer our customer more selection of vehicle mm-hmm. and the possibility of getting purchasing a new vehicle if they qualify. Yep. And so having a Buy It Smart location in their dealership just means more business that's right and then while we're there we also because we come from a training background uh, we're a training company uh, we want to offer franchise dealers the ability to help them get set up that's right so so sometimes when I explain it to a franchise dealer they're like no uh, we're not doing that with you we'll do it ourselves well it takes a lot of time a lot of costs a lot of energy a lot of training exactly. a lot of money mm-hmm. and we believe you should have your own setup also and your own person that can do it uh, while you're putting that together, we're happy to help train that person and give you our process. Yes. In the meantime, let us continue to give you more sales. For a dealer who doesn't focus on, um, who for a dealer who doesn't focus on non-prime clients, um, it's a turnkey situations solution for them. Yeah, yeah. Where you where they can now start making passive that's right there's a little bit upfront cost but it's all it's I mean we get we only we only make money if we make money right so you you're, you're putting yourself in a situation where like okay you still don't focus on it let us focus on it that's right and now it's just passive income coming into your coming into your dealership not only that we're turning over your age inventory you know so that's good you're you're getting more clients that you normally wouldn't get because you're we're we're running those clients through through the, we're attracting those clients through buy it smart that, that's right. you're not doing it right now at all that's right so you're getting more clients guess what clients come with referrals yeah you, you can look at our five star referrals that we get exactly. on google those are all now going to be funneled through your you know dealership so yeah. that's why it's attractive and we buy you know oftentimes too for a franchise dealer the inventory can become an issue Mm-hmm. Um, it takes time to build up that inventory, uh, learn really what's appropriate for your... It's not that the person who's buying your inventory isn't smart. It's that you need to see over time what customers are attracted, what type of credit is attracting to your particular dealership, right. um, and what inventory is needed. Mm-hmm. And because we do that every day, uh, we can also facilitate the buy of more, you know, more different inventory and share. Yep. Right? So that solves the inventory uh, that solves the inventory issue for the dealer. And from a marketing standpoint, you know, I can say from what it's cost me to put Buy It Smart the brand together and it's only been a couple of years, mm-hmm. but we're talking in the hundreds of thousands. Right. It's not I mean not a, not a month, no, but no. every single month just to get the word out there about Buy It Smart and I'm a small business, it's mm-hmm. at least 10,000. Yeah. So 
So we've structured it in a way to say, hey, we'll profit share with our dealers and you'll pay, you know, half a third, depending on how many sales you want to make, yep. of what you math. typically would do if you already had an existing brand. Right. Um, and then get, you just learn, you know, learn from us. Learn the other, from us. The other part is, too, is to get someone to rebrand, not even rebrand, but like to now associate what you've known your dealership as, especially dealerships that have been around a long time. There's multi-generational dealerships, franchise stores. They've been known as something for a long time. And then all of a sudden you're going to try to like hang another little piece on there. It's yeah. easier. It's faster. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> it's not nearly the investment that you need to do. Yeah. Um, to just tag, tag along. Yeah. Tag along for the ride, man. Yeah, and it solves the problem. It I mean, solves that's the problem. really, you know, when I went into dealerships, it was all that that thought that I was putting into how how do I really make an impact in the auto industry to solve this problem for real people, mm-hmm. right? That that are paying too much for their vehicles, no fault, no fault of their own most times. Have had some credit issues in the past, or just want to know. What SUV can I buy for four fifty? You know, and yeah. it's just like you know, just having a way to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't make the in- impact. I couldn't make the impact big enough, relying on the dealer having to put all the things in place in yes. order for that to happen in the dealership, which was a steady investment of ten to twenty thousand dollars a month in marketing. Mm-hmm. Steady. Yeah. Another. Uh, Six to ten thousand dollars a month just to get somebody trained up. Right. Another, however much it costs, uh, you know, I think differently in different parts of our country to just hire somebody mm-hmm. to find the right person right. to hope that after you train them for six months that they, they don't go, go somewhere else because That's you right. decide to decrease the marketing spend and they're not making it a living. Exactly. Or you're not you're not putting in the right inventory. Mm-hmm. You know, so. We just said, hey, unless you see it and do it and see the success of it, what I've learned in the past as a hands-on trainer mm-hmm. is that doing it and showing it and seeing the results of it being successful, yep. that sold dealers. They were like, we love your training because I can see that it works. Yeah. And I think, okay, so watch us as it works. Yep. And as you're like, become a believer, mm-hmm. hey, don't use our brand anymore. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. The thing is, is it's just more. So I believe dealers would just be like, okay, well. We want to always sell more, yeah. and we're generating at Buy It Smarter differently than one, two, three motors is going to generate. They right. generate a different customer appeal than than we generate. Yep. So it's just uh, you know it's just more. I'm excited about getting it out to more franchise dealers. Yep. You know I think we gotta go slow at first, uh, and uh, you know like we were talking about you and I just probably two or three. Yep. In the Maritimes in the next year. Mm-hmm. Get our agents placed in their dealerships and and uh, you know solve some problems, help them sell a few more vehicles, make some customers happy. I've always said it's a win-win-win. It's a three-way win. Yep. It's great for the customer. It's great for business. What's the third win? Um, it's good for our agents. Yeah. Buy it smart for sure. But good it, for the banks. It's, it's good for It's everybody. really good Just for the banks. That's one thing dealers sense. need to be concerned about. I think if you have your reps come in and talk to your finance managers, you should go sit with them and listen to what they're saying because um, the banks have ideas about um, this qualify first process that is pretty on point with what we're saying. Yeah. Um, and they do not like doing work for no reason. Yeah. 
So they do like a little bit of pre-qualification process. Yeah. And um, it, 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 you're 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 not there's a, there's a shelf life. Yeah. Basically on doing it the old way. I think I think I don't know if it's going to be soon, but I think that there's well, there's a frustration in the industry as a whole with how cars are purchased. Yeah, I'll tell you. As a trainer, a couple of years back, I was invited into one of the major four banks to talk to them about they they're they're I'll tell you what their problem. They wanted to get their dealers trained up uh, in of the finance first concept that I was training because what was happening was is so many uh, what did they tell me it was like two hundred and fifty dollars every application was spent for somebody to look at the application adjudicate it and just hit decline right let alone how much was spent to look at the application, adjudicate it, and say, this is a conditional approval and we're going to move it forward, and then that goes nowhere else. Right. For whatever reason, that could be just just from pure lack of training. Mm-hmm. And it's not like dealers aren't willing to invest the training. They do. It's just where where is the importance lying in the past, and in the past it's been retraining and retraining the same old traditional process, and I think you know what we've beaten over the head today is... We don't believe, anyways, that that's the best way for the customer or the dealer. No, and then there's the other part to, to training too that dealers will talk about, which is like, there's no point in training someone and losing them. I'm right. gonna invest all this money into somebody, and then someone's just gonna come poach them. Yeah. And and, and there's one, one thing Zig used to say, which is, well, there's one thing worse than training someone and losing them. Yeah. And that's not training them and keeping them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah, gonna yeah. do more damage to you. That's right. You know, just not knowing what to do. Right. And you have now representatives in your in your finance office that are talking to your banks. Yeah. Um, and you really, you know, the best dealerships, the finance manager has all kinds of awards. He's been there for years and years and years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's got a great relationship. And he's not going to leave that dealership. And the banks are probably very happy that he's there. You know what I like about this podcast? <laughs> he or she. Is that we just flipped from... The consumer side of things to the B2B side of things, mm-hmm. which is what I've always, yeah, I mean, I used to joke about it. Maybe someday I will do it. I used to joke about writing a book, make your best deal. And one side was going to be make your best deal for dealers. Okay. And you right? flip it over. And then you flip it upside down. It's like make your best deal for the consumer. But it's the same pages. And it's the same process. It's yeah. the same. We just, you know, we just have to come together. Yeah. And there's no secrets. No. Like, there's really no reason why we can't all possess the same information. Like, I was just very open and free and talking about helping dealers, uh, you know, sell more vehicles and make more money. Yeah. Yeah. That's how the industry rolls around. And people actually, you know, I I think sold has got a bad word to it for a lot of different reasons. I won't even get into it. But, you know, people, the car industry exists because people need to purchase vehicles. And, you know, that's what, that's what dealerships are there to do is sell them and so there's no uh you know that's not it's not bad that that happens um i just think that bringing the two sides together to talk about you know how how it works on both angles mm-hmm. and be open about it mm-hmm. is a cool thing which a lot of people do like, like as you were talking as we were talking about it i was like oh man i'm gonna get a call from somebody and be like you're gonna tell all our secrets. I don't like, think what I think, secrets. I think we're gonna, you're gonna get a call from a franchise dealer who says, "Man, uh-huh. come on yeah. in, let's have a meeting." You better let's, call quick because let's I've down. had 
So, uh, and actually, you know what? I get reminds me. I got to follow up with this. Uh, wants to come work for us, business to business side, not for the podcast. But I've had a lot of franchise dealers calling lately, looking for training, looking to get that set up. And uh, I just haven't had the time with the new location here and all that good stuff. So we'll be getting on that in the new year and picking our three dealers. There's a lot of, definitely a lot of interest. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's like a dating process, right? Like it's got to be a good fit on both sides. Oh, it's 100%. So. 100%. But if you want to chat, we should chat. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Let's, so we'll leave it at that, I guess. Leave it at that, I guess. And uh, if you're gonna come and purchase a vehicle from us, you want to reach out to us by smart.ca. Uh, yeah. And get the process going, but uh, I'm gonna warn you now: uh, we are not interested in you stealing our vehicle. <laughs> please, please do not steal the vehicle. Okay. If the process these are meant for purchase only. Yeah. <laughs> Buy it smart podcast brought to you by buyitsmart.ca and all the other vendors that we referred to earlier. No, it's not brought by them. Well, if they send Nobody... us, if you send us some money, then <laughs> it will be brought to you by you. We'll add your logo to our swag. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> this is fun. Yep, good stuff. Thanks for being on the podcast again, uh, everyone who's listening. Yeah. We're going to take a really bad picture of the outside of this new building. No. Do that. No. With the before we're, picture. We're still under construction. Yeah, but we need to have the after history before we post the Okay, that's right. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>